What is up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the Four Junkies podcast brought to you by Roto Grinders. Listen, this is this is it for Roto Grinders. You have got to get on rotogrinders.com. Join the premium, get the premium membership. Uh, you know, golf may be coming to a close, but uh, as we all know, it'll pick back up in like three weeks after it's over. And the NFL starts this week. We are pumped, and the tools on rotogrinders.com could not be better for all of your NFL DFS uh, interests, and you can win all the monies. So, check it out, rotogrinders.com. Hey, this is going to be a fun show tonight. We've got a little last-minute switcheroo. You know, we're trying to keep you guys guessing. Um, you know, last week we did the we did the role reversal, Pat, and and you know, I, I took a a poll on Twitter. Did you see the results of the poll, Pat? I'm pretty sure that, that I did not see the results, but I'm pretty sure that, that everyone wanted us to go back to normal. Yeah. Right. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, uh, people did not like the role reversal. Um, now it, it appears they thought it was funny. Uh, so 64% of people said good times, but no, 24% said hated it. It was awkward. And only 12% said it needs to be the new norm. So uh, we, are, we are back at it now. Uh, all is right with the world. But we do have a special guest on the line with us. He's one of our favorites. Uh, and, and he's hopping on. He's, he's going to do, do the tour junkie thing tonight. He's going he's gonna to come in our world for a little bit. We got Stephen Bowditch on the line. What's up, Baldo? How you feeling, man? What's up, boys? Doing all right? Yeah, man. You, uh, you, you loving life right now? What you been up to? Yeah, man, just uh, bored out of my brain. My wife's uh, wife six months pregnant, so I'm just uh, trying to duck and weave, getting uh, getting stabbed. But uh, what? Just uh, just hanging out. Whoa! You know, nice. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What? I mean, are what? you breaking some news? Yeah, I just figured. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> are you kidding though? Or are you serious? No, no, I'm serious. Yeah. What? That's amazing. Yeah, pretty. That is awesome. We're pretty stuck. Is it? Is it yours? Wait. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm not sure. I'm just gonna. I mean, if she comes out and uh, the wife gets carpet burned, I'm guessing it's gonna be mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's do that. Six six months. So that puts uh, three months out. So we need. We need to look at the tournament, David, for about three months now. That that Baldo is going to be playing in and. Because you know we gotta yeah. look at that nappy factor. That's <laughs> right. What? Yeah, uh, we're at uh, two, 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 two days, January one. So New Year's okay. break at the stage. Wow. Should be good to go, uh, to go in uh, on the West Coast. Hopefully. Are we having a okay? Are we having a bloke or a Sheila? I have a little Sheila. Oh snap! Yeah. A baby girl for Baldo. She's gonna regulate your ass. <laughs> I'm already oiling up my weapons as we speak for later years, keeping them all nice and crisp. Well, you know, that, it's a good thing you live in Texas, buddy. You know, you got you got loose gun laws in Texas, so you can right. just do, do, what you, do what you need to do, buddy. Man, that is so great. So, that, yeah. Dado, you're just throwing us for a loop here because you didn't give us a heads up on this, and, and uh, we're really excited that you chose to, chose to break the news on the podcast and Definitely happy for you and the missus, as you affectionately call her. So, um, man, that's great, dude. And and I have a baby girl. Pat doesn't. And I have two boys and a, and a little girl. And by far, the little girl is my favorite. So you're starting with 
you're starting with as good as it gets. Like, I just want you to know, if you have boys after this, it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, we're probably around. true. This is an I started, so, uh, yeah. Well, uh, can't wait. Fantastic, man. That's great news. All right. So, hey, Tour Junkies, we're full of surprises tonight. This is uh, good stuff. So, um, you know, did, did you guys get a chance to watch the, the, the Douche Bank Championship over there in, at TPC Boston? You guys, you guys take in any of that or no? I did not. I did not get to, to watch any for the most part. I was, uh, had a lot of kid dealing, uh, this, this weekend mm. with, with the holiday weekend. The wife was working and, uh, and, and went out on the boat actually on Monday. So, um, I, I but I did, I kept up with it and, uh, I was happy okay. to see Rory kind of come back and, and, uh, you know, he was just seemed like he was dead on, uh, on Friday when he started off. But obviously he found that putter. So it was good to see him get a win. And uh, I don't know, what you, do you think about it? Do you get to watch any of it? No, I didn't. You know, I'm not a, uh, I, I was always watching, like most people, on uh, on uh, on the PGA app, you know, just to start off. And, and then once I saw the results, I actually haven't seen a, I haven't seen a golf shot. I, I saw one, I saw a few Friday and Saturday, but uh, I didn't end up seeing much on the weekend. I was actually uh, out on the boat as well, trying to learn to surf, which I'm, I think to myself Ooh. is worse than my golf, which is hard to believe, but uh, <laughs> I think it's correct. Well, uh, how did that go? Like you're, you're surfing on a, I mean, like you're surfing on a lake. Yeah, yeah. It just you, the boat set up uh, creates a wake, and you, you surf about I don't know ten feet behind it. And if you're any good, you let the rope go and try and surf the wake. The, the sort of boat. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, more, more more my speed is uh, sitting in the tube and having a beer, but yeah, I try yeah. to get it. Well, you know, speaking of that, we need to uh, we need to roundtable the podcast use situation at the moment before we go any further. Um, that, currently, I am out of the good stuff in my house, so we need to make a we need to make a trip to the store. So I'm I'm, I'm drinking a little Sweetwater 420. Uh, so it's a, it's a change up for me tonight. It's a little a little beer action for me. Valdo, what about you? What what you drinking right now? I'm uh, I'm going a little currently gentleman Jack on the rock with a splash of water just to uh, just to ease the pain for the uh, first couple. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's quite tasty. Quite tasty. So, that sounds good. That would be my usual something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Pat? What do you uh, What do you got? Hi, you know, I've had kind of a bad few weeks in, in DraftKings, so um, I'm going with a little box wine tonight. A little box wine. <laughs> a little box white wine. <laughs> Times are tough. So, t- Times are tough, so that, that's, that's, that's what we got going tonight. Little little Franzia? Is it a white Zen? Because I, I made fun of you for that last week. No, no, Boda Box. Boda Box is a, is a premium box wine. Oh, oh, oh. So, so that's what we're going with tonight. I went to a party one time in college called the Tour de Franzia party, and everybody had to wear Bandex bicycle uniforms and bring a box of wine Franzia. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty fun. Um, all right, good. Okay, so the uh, we got the podcast use situation set up. That's good. Uh, I actually did not watch any of the Deutsche Bank, but I did. I, I did have some green screen guys. I had probably my best lineup ever in a gpp this week unfortunately i put it in the one dollar single entry so oh, um yeah yeah not not a, not a great return 
Um, but, you know, I was, I was proud that I put together a good lineup. And I, I was in a couple other GPPs that, that did pretty well, too. So I had a little return. It, it gave me a nice cushion going into NFL because I love, I love playing the NFL DFS on DraftKings, but I suck at it. So it gave me a really nice cushion. I feel like I can start the new PGA season in October with, you know, a good, a good bankroll after losing, you know, eight weeks of my money in the NFL. So all in all, it's a good week for me. If Paul Casey would have finished and won, I would have really cashed out nicely. That's what killed me. I had Casey and a couple lineups and, um, and, and that kind of killed me. But, you know, Pat, we had some good picks last week. We picked 33 players, which is a lot. Like we only picked like 25 in a, in a, uh, you know, in like a full field event. But I think we disagreed a fair amount last week, so that kind of led to a lot of picks. We picked 33 players of the 33, uh, six missed the cut. We had 13 finish in the top 25. We had four finish in the top 10. And uh, and you were you were big on our boy Rory, so nice nice going there. You, know, you couldn't translate it to any green screens, but it's okay. You you're on him for the people. Hopefully they listen to that part. So not a terrible yeah. week, you know. Is what it is. Um, we are not going to, in some announcements before we get into the picks, we're not going to have a voicemail tonight. Uh, we had one queued up, but then Valdo coming in and, and, and mixing it up with us, we were excited. So we're not going to do a TJ hotline bling, but we would remind you to call in 706-6-ADDICT. Leave us a voicemail. Um, you know, do whatever you want on there. I will give you one caveat because we've, we've already had a few offenders in the first four weeks, and that is if your voicemail is over like a minute long, probably not getting on the show so uh keep it to under a minute i would even say the sweet spot would be somewhere in that you know 15 to 30 second mark um so food for thought there and as a reminder if we put you on the show between now and the end of december we are going to be doing shows a lot uh even in the downtime we're going to have some strategy shows coming to you um but if you get on the show with the voicemail uh we'll put you in the drawing at the end of the year we'll give you four junkies yeti it'll be sweet Dado has a Yeti. He likes it, we think. Uh, if he even knows where it is. Dado, you know where your Yeti is? Yeah, it's on the boat. Oh, good, good. Um, so you can get you one of those, leave a voicemail. That'd be cool. And uh, any other announcements? Oh, you know what? We do have some big news coming. Right, Pat? You want to you queue that up? Or you don't need to queue it up? Uh, I think I think you should queue it up. You, you, you're, you'll do a good job at it. Uh, First of all, thank God we didn't plan to release that today when Dado tells us that he and uh, he and the missus are expecting that would have been a big time you know that we would have been stealing the thunder but we do have some big news coming uh so be on the lookout in the next few weeks with the podcast we're going to be uh, talking about some exciting things that we really are pumped about um so just stay tuned that's all i can give you right now and then uh i want to talk about Ryder cup there's a couple of you guys that we reached out to and that uh you're going to be attending the Ryder cup with us We've got some really cool stuff planned for the week of the Ryder Cup as well. Uh, we appreciate that support. We cannot wait for the Ryder Cup. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Pat, you got uh, you got any anything else to add to the Ryder Cup, or we ready to go? No, I'm good. Bout are you are you going to head up to the Ryder Cup, or are you just going to you going to chill at home? <laughs> no, I'm actually going to be in uh, I'll be in Fiji. That was uh, I'll be uh, Fiji. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, you hanging out with VJ? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're tight, man. Yeah, y'all gonna beat some balls together? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll probably belt a few into the South Pacific when the Ryder Cup's on, and uh, watching it watching it late at night. So uh, it'll be fun. A couple of uh, so, nice goes on the beach. 
Well, tell me, what are your thoughts on the Ryder Cup? I mean, you, you got to play in a President's Cup last year, so, you know, what's that atmosphere like when you're, you know, there's a, a di- you're playing for a different, uh, you know, not just a paycheck. So, you know, what's, give us a little insight on, on kind of what that's like. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, uh, you know, I, I always thought that trying to win a golf tournament was probably the most pressure you'll get under. Um, you know, call that a 10 on the scale or, or nine on the scale. Um, and, and until I play a President's Cup, you know, it's nonstop. It's, uh, it's from the first tee to the, to the 18th. It's, uh, it's just the intensity level never, never varies. You know, in, in most events, you know, you sort of come off or you start out a little shaky or, you know, a few nerves or whatever, and then you settle down and then towards the end again, it starts to creep back in. Um, in, in a team format where you're, not buying for any money or, you know, you're buying for a country or, or whatever you want to call it. It's, uh, you know, the, the the pressure that you have on yourself, um, that the team and the atmosphere, you know, it all comes with it. It's, uh, it's second to none. And, you know, it, it's not like your other tournaments too. You know, most of the time, apart from really singles, um, you know, the crowds are full-time there, each group. You know, there's they probably cover, you know, four holes and then just keep moving. So it's, it's constant crowds and, and constant, uh, constant, uh, constant adrenaline, and, and the atmosphere is is electric. You know, for 18 holes, which is which is sort of unusual and less of a major. You know, I actually saw a quote from uh, from uh, Darren Clark, and, and he said there's three types of pressure. There's there's uh, you know normal tournament pressure, there's major pressure, and then there's Ryder Cup pressure. And I think that pretty much sums it up. It's it's, it's the highest that you'll ever get in our sport. What um uh, yeah for me I always think about the Ryder Cup and I'm like I mean even even playing a you know an event like Pat and I played in a Ryder Cup style deal with our buddies last last fall and to me I always think the most pressure filled format of the Ryder Cup would be alternate shot do you find that do you find do you find that's the same at the pro level or is there a different format that you think is more pressure or is it like the individuals or what do you like um. Yeah, I guess. No, probably not. No, not really. It, it, you, you, well, once you understand that everyone's feeling the same pressure you are, um, it's easy. It's a lot easier to adapt to it. You know, when, when you look over to your playing partner or your or your opponent, and 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 you can see the pressure that they're under as well. Once you know you're not the only one, you know, inside the ropes feeling that, you can, uh, you know, you, you can really step through that I guess and it's the first one to step through that normally gets through and you know that's where experience really takes takes over in that it, it, it took me a it took me a while to to get used to that and um yeah it's, it's a little different you know you obviously don't want to you know you don't want to hit it in the shit when you're playing partner and you know in, in and that but you know it, that, 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 that's where setting up setting up the right partners is you know that's key you know you, you don't really want to set up someone that that hits it a mile uh, with a guy that hits it short. You know, the guy that hits it a mile is normally used to hitting it, you know, out of the crap, whereas the guy that hits it short is not. So, uh, you know, yeah. it, it, you really want to try and set up those two two together so it's, so it's not uncommon to be hitting it out of the rough, you know, or, or trying to get it up and down or, you know, rather than fairways greens that some guys are used to, you know. And, you know, the, the, the biggest one that no one really talks about, I guess they do, but is the golf ball. You know, that that's, that's really... That's, that's uh, like yeah. Uh, that plays a big part in, in setting up uh, a team as well. So. so, Pat, do you have any questions on that? I have I have more Ryder Cup questions. We're getting into this. 
No, you go ahead. Go ahead. What? So, Faldo, if you had to pick, so looking at who's on who's on the European team right now, who do you think is just the which, which one of the captains picks do you like the least? The least? Oh man. Yeah. The least, I mean, that's a hard one. Yeah, you know, I'd probably have to go Westwood. Um, really? But, yeah. You know, uh, time is kind of, uh, you know, he's just got ice in his veins. He's the ice man. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about Peters, and, man? Oh, Pete, Peters is an absolute stud. He, he he will be, without a doubt, top 10 player in the world within the next two years and, you know, possibly get to number one in the world. He, he's got he's got it all. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, that was a correct pick in my in my book. I mean, and he, he's just going to keep getting better and better too. I mean, I mean to just show up and and play with the captain on you know on the first round, knowing that you know he's he's specifically asked to play with you to you know and shoot sixty two and then go on and win the tournament. Um, you know, that huh. doesn't wow. Yeah, that's pretty. So so then, would you have maybe taken Russell Knox? Because a lot of people were talking about Russell Knox being kind of the you know, kind of slighted a little bit. Would you have taken him over Westwood, or would you have taken somebody else? I mean, what? what no, what, what I, your uh, I mean, I, I love Rusty. Uh, you know, I'm pretty good friends with Rusty. Um, I just think that with how how the rookies stacked up, they just needed, you know, because it's you need a calming influence in there. You, you need is, you know, you, you need that experience. It's it's so much different when you when you're under the pump and, and when you're there. You need to look into someone's eyes and know know that they've done it and they've been there. And, what they say is, you know, is gospel, you know, sort of thing. I, I had that with Adam Scott. You know, Adam Scott really helped me get through it. And, um, you know, I, I just think with so many rookies there that um, I, I think Westwood was the correct pick. Did, did Russ get unlucky? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, would I? Who, who would I rather play uh, in match play, not in a Ryder Cup format? I, I would, and you know, take my chances. I probably want to play Westwood. Um, I, I think Russell Russell's uh, a, a better player and, and in form and, and starting to come into his own. Um, but in a Ryder Cup format, um, I think just via experience and all the experience in majors and what he what, what he what he what his body what he uh, what he knows of how his body adapts to pressure, I think Westwood would definitely be the man in a Ryder Cup situation. So my opinion is, mm-hmm. as much as I love Russ, I, I do think he made the right choice there. Interesting. Yeah, I was a little, I was, you know, I guess I wasn't on Peter's, uh, you know, he wasn't really on my radar, I guess. I was a little shocked at that one, but um, and I know the guy hits the ball a freaking mile. Um, well, and, that, doesn't uh, that doesn't really surprise me. You don't know how many people are in the playoffs last week. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, look, man, it's a long week. All right. There you go. Um, all right. I like let's it. move on. Yeah. Let's move on from the, uh, from the Ryder Cup. Let's get talk. Good talk, uh, and let's get into uh, let's get into BMW, right? Uh, the BMW, I think, is, is the uh, is the event this week, right, Baldo? I think it's seventy players or so. I think I got that part. Um, You're on it, man. Look at you go. So, so Baldo, normally what happens here is Pat gives us a, a a course preview, and of course, you know he's he's an older man, so he loves to talk about the weather and bar- barometric pressure and all that kind of stuff. So this is when. This one, you and I will just check out, and we'll let Pat do his thing, okay? Uh, I'll refill. <laughs> yeah, there you go, refill. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, all right, so yeah, this week we're the BMW Championship in Carmel, Indiana, which is just outside of Indianapolis. We're at Crooked Stick Golf Club this week. 
just over 7,500 yards of par 72. This is a peak die design. Uh, you may remember, or a, yeah, what is is that? Is that the ice refill? It's uh, it's a refill, yeah. Good lord! All right, sorry, um, sorry. Come on. Anyway, the the older guys will remember that this is actually where John Daly won the 1991 PGA Championship. Just just coming onto the scene. Uh, they last played here uh, for the BMW in 2012, which Rory won, and he was coming off winning the week prior, just like this week. So I think that's interesting. You got bent grass this week, um, no cut, so we're not going to have to worry about a cut, so similar to a World Golf Championship. You actually have 69 golfers, David, not 70. Um, Damn it. So. So there you go. Um, this is also, as we mentioned, as far as the Ryder Cup is concerned, this is the final week for the American uh, hopefuls, the wild card guys, to uh, to make a statement because um, they'll be making those picks next week. Um, last year's champion, not on this course, was Jason Day. As far as weather-wise, weather-wise, we've got fifty percent chance of rain on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So I would expect delays. Um, it does look pretty perfect on Sunday. You, you're looking at mostly rain in the afternoon on Thursday, morning on Friday. And I think you're going to see higher winds in the afternoons on both days. So um, that may play into a factor of, of what I'm looking at as far as uh, maybe a specific wave of players to take. Uh, maybe Baldo has a little more information on, on what he would do in that instance. But uh, that's pretty much the rundown. I'll let you go over some stats, David. Um, and maybe, Bowder, if you got any thoughts on the course as well. No, I got nothing. I, uh, I've never played that, um, so I am zero help to anyone. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so the only stats I'm looking at, obviously, form. You can't really take much of course history into account. Um, to me, this is just a pure bombers course. I saw some quotes from... Uh, Jeff Overton back in 2012, and then Gary Woodland recently talking about uh, this being just an absolute pure bombers golf course. Uh, so driving distance in the last 12 weeks for me, strokes gained approach is something that I'm looking at as well, along with the usual suspects of uh, for for the sake of our podcast about a drafting scoring, as well as scrambling. As I always think that that is that is key. You know, I, I factored in a few of the Ryder Cup bubble guys. Um, you know, for potential captain sticks, as well as championship bubble guys, um, you know, guys that need a big show in there. I, I would think that, you know, you'd get a little added um, concentration maybe, uh, or at least just uh, obviously there's, there's a lot more riding on it for them this week. So taking take into account a little bit of that. And for me, uh, I want to talk strategy a little bit too here in the front because this is, to me, this feels like a, a WGC week. And, you know, similar to the WGC, and I got burned on that last WGC we had. I can't remember which one it was, but totally roasted in, in cash at the, at the WGC because people withdrawing or, you know, and I know that that is not as likely here, but just the, the, the variability in this format with DraftKings and no cut, I, I'm, I'm growing to become less of a fan of any golf tournament where there's not a cut. So for me, I'm probably going to stick to GPP only this week, and I will likely play less than I normally do and um, and just save some money for week one NFL. But I will play a little bit. 
but all of my picks tonight are going to be GPP focused. I'm not even I'm not even messing with cash. Pat, you didn't really touch on that. How are you feeling with that? No, I'm actually totally with you. I'm going to be doing the same thing. Um, I'm actually going to try a little bit different strategy this week. I kind of like taking two right at the top. Um, you know, we'll talk about who the guys are that we like, but I kind of like going instead of you know maybe a traditional studs and duds with three up at the top, three down the bottom. I'm thinking of going two at the top with four in that seven kind of range, you know, maybe picking off a guy in the eight if I can. So that's that's sort of what I'm going to do. I'm going to play around a little bit more this week just because, like you said, with it being a no-cut event, um, it's just so hard, especially with, you know, in cash. You, you just got to be perfect. And so I, I'm with you. I want to play mostly GPPs, and that's what I'm going to be doing. All right, so uh, so Baldo, here's what we're gonna do, man. Let's let's. I will read off some players and give a, a range here, and then uh, I'll kind of say who I like, Pat, say who you like, and you can tell us if you agree, disagree, and if there's somebody that you think we might have missed in that range that you're liking. How does that how does that sound? Dumb, easy. All right, you got anything else to add on our brilliant course preview? There, are you good? No, I got nothing. So were you? It was it was so good. Cool. All right. All right, let's start at the top. So uh, last week's winner, Rory McIlroy, kicking it off at 11-9. All the way down to Justin Rose. Those are the top uh, six guys in the 10K and above range. So that'd be Rory, Jason Day, DJ, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, and Justin Rose. For me, um, there are two guys in this range that I'm digging. The one that I like the most, he's in good form. He did play here in 2012, and he checked all four boxes for me in the stat categories in the last 12 weeks. He's on fire. That's Adam Scott at 10-2. I will take the lower price from uh, the, the the top three or four guys, and uh, and I'll roll with Adam Scott. So he will likely be in a lot of my lineups, and I feel like that's probably going to be a higher-owned play in a GPT. That's not really where I plan to differentiate, but that's what I'm going to do. And then the other one I like is DJ um, at 11-3. He, uh, so actually him and Adam Scott both gained strokes off the tee and approaching the green at the Deutsche Bank last week. Uh, and then DJ checks three of the four boxes for me, uh, in the last 12 weeks overall. So Justin Johnson and, and, uh, Adam Scott are it for me at the top. I'm going to fade Rory just because he doesn't want, just feel like I got to do that in the GPP. Um, so that would be it for me in the top. I'm not going to touch anybody else. Pat, what about, what about you? Well, we're going to start off agreeing again. Uh, well, I guess we didn't hey. agree so much last week, but uh, the two top guys that I love in this range are DJ and Adam Scott. Um, both of them were T6 last time they played here in 2012. Um, as far as stats, you know, definitely they both checked the box on driving distance. Uh, for me, I looked at proximity this week. If you look at, you know, how the finishers were in 2012, Proximity was one of the uh, key stats for the guys that were up on the top of the leaderboard. So both of them checked the box there for me. Um, you know, DJ eighth last week. Um, I think again, I, you know, there are probably going to be, like you said, a few more people that go towards Rory and probably Jason Day right up at the top. But um, I, I, you know, DJ and Scott are my two top guys. Um, DJ obvi- obviously is going to check the box two on par five birdie or better percentage. Um, and I think if you're looking at, like I said, kind of picking two top guys, you can go with DJ and Scott in a lineup and then drop down into that seven range and find some really good value down there. So those are um, 
just like you, my top two guys. I do like Rory a lot this week, though, and I think I'm going to try to fit him in the lineup. He's just the kind of guy that, to me, when you you know when he gets that putter rolling like he's he's doing, he's obviously a great ball striker. Um, he's going to drive the ball well out here, especially if we get a little bit of rain. I think you're going to get some soft conditions. So I, I feel like he could tear up this course. Probably want to have him in a lineup or two. Um, so those three guys are who I'm I'm sort of targeting in that above 10k range. I'll uh, I'll shoot it over to you, Baldo. What 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 are your thoughts on you know what David and I are thinking, and, and what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm I'm completely with you here. I'm just uh, looking at my uh, cheat sheet that I use for my stats, uh, course, and uh, courtesy of the fantasy fanatic. So uh, I'm I'm completely with you. I, I think uh, Adam Scott, um, Adam Scott, just with he ticks all my boxes and. Um, you know, I added in there, I think being so wet and being long, that uh, that 175 to 200, that, I think that's going to be pretty important this week. Um, you know, and, uh, and and Dustin as well. You know, Dustin, a lot of people don't know, but Dustin uh, Dustin broke his driver uh, the Monday, uh, sorry, the Wednesday afternoon of Baltus Raw. So that's probably why his form's gone off a little bit. Um, you know, basically being, basically being his weapon. Um, and, and it seems like last week now he's uh, he's got it back on back on track. So I expect him to uh, to come out firing again. So uh, yeah, nothing nothing really to disagree on, unfortunately. Man, this is this is pure. I mean, this is I mean a total agreement here. Now, what like when DJ broke his driver, did he like cracked the face of it or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So you guys don't have those things like. So, like, I'm surprised that Taylor May doesn't can't just something that is literally identical. Like, why would it feel that much different? Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things. Sure. You know, when, when 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 you test and drivers, you know, you get exactly the same one, and you probably get ten of them together, and uh, and they all come out differently. Uh, no reason, reason or rhyme. It just sort of happens that way. Whether it's Stuff's a little different, or you know, there's there's plenty of things, especially at his speed. You know, his his speed maximizes maximizes yeah. everything. And it's uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. It just uh, it was just one of those things that happens, and it happens quite frequently out here. It's, it's, it's not an anomaly. So uh, yeah, yeah. But, but based on last week, he's good to go. Yeah, yeah. He, he played. I'm not. I, around. I know one thing. I'm not breaking any drivers, but. He, <laughs> um, you know, I can see though how it would. You know, obviously, you look at how he's done this year. You know, since winning, you know, he won the U.S. Open, won the next week at, at Bridgestone, was ninth at, at the Open, um, second at the RBC Canadian, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, misses the cut. And but he shot seventy-seven the first day at Baltusrol, so you can kind of see where that would just. It, it obviously threw him off with, with that whole thing. So. He's back on form now, I think. You know, 18th at the Barclays, 8th last week. So, I, I don't have any problems with rolling with DJ in a lot of lineups this week. Cool. So, total agreement at the top. Let's drop down to the nines. There's only four guys in the nines this week. Uh, there's only one I'm interested in, and that is Patrick Reed at 9,700. Um, he's in great form. Checks the box. Believe it or not, checks the box in driving distance over the last 12 weeks. So, Reed's getting it out there long enough. Definitely checks the box in drafting scoring as well as we know he's a he's a top level elite rambler of the golf ball. Um, so Reed is the only guy 
I'm digging really good in this range. So that's quick for me. What about you, Pat? Well, I, I, I like Reed, but I'm going to go a little against the grain here because I think, like we said, we're going to play more GPPs this week. And for the GPPs, I really like Usti this week at 9,300 and Hideki at 9,100. I mean, Ustizen is one of those guys that we always talk about can be very a risky play because if he plays bad, it seems like the first day he'll just totally eject from a tournament. But we're going to get him all four days unless he gets hurt, which is a possibility as well. But, again, he was top 20 here in 2012. He's finished top 25 in his last four starts. He was eighth last week. So, yeah, I think Ustizen can play this course well. And, and so at 9,300, if you wanted to take, like, Rory right at the very top and then go Usti, I, I don't mind that at all. Also, Hideki at 9,100, he's another one that I think is, um, yeah, he's really hitting the ball well. I mean, he's, he, the problem he's had is just putting. So I think um, this is the type course where I feel like, uh, you know, Rory, when he won here in 2012, he actually was not, he did not putt well at all, but he just, he hit the, you know, he was just knocking flags down the whole time. So he didn't really have to putt that well. I think Hideki can do that. So again, at 9,100, um, check the box also for me at proximity, uh, which you want to have if you're not going to be making too many putts. You want to be at least close enough where you can uh, have a chance. Also, par five, birdie or better. He's checked the box there. So the two guys I'm in love with. In this nine thousand range, are Usti and Hideki, and I'll throw it over to you, Baldo. What you what you think in this range? There's not too many yeah. guys, so yeah, yeah. You, you probably could have picked a couple more and summed it all up there, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Hideki. I, I think he's going to be. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty low owned, um, and and based on my stats that I've, you know, he's he's, he's top three in one seventy five, two hundred, thirty percent of your stick. Um, I just think he's. Uh, I, I think he's going to be good to go. Um, I know his form hasn't been um, overly great, but it hasn't been terrible either. You know, he's uh, he's a little hot and cold right now, but uh, I know he's had a. I know he's had a bit of a, a niggling injury, so that's probably played into it a little bit. But uh, yeah, Hideki's Hideki's my my man there. Just being so low iron and a pretty good price there. Yeah, All right, like so uh, so agreement with Pat there, Pat Zalda. All right, let's go to the the eight. You got Ricky Fowler, Mickelson, Ryan Moore, Bubba, Grillo, Woodland, Casey, Kucher, Walker, and Kepka in the eight thousand dollar range. This is uh, another kind of dead range for me. I- I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll be pretty heavy in the sevens, um, just based on strategy, but. You know, I think Phil and Bubba interest me a little bit, just again with GPP, having both missed the cut at the Deutsche Bank, um, but both checking, you know, three or four boxes for me over the last 12 weeks. Um, this could be a good week to, to for Bubba to kind of get it back together, so uh, I, I don't mind those two. I think the chalky play is Gary Woodland, obviously in great form here lately. Uh, game strokes off the tee and approach the green uh, and approaching the green at the Deutsche Bank last week. Obviously had a great finish. Checks the box in distance, tracking, scoring, and scrambling. Um, so, but a whole lot of him. I just don't think you can play him in, in GPPs right now, uh, just for the popularity. So um, that would be it for me. I mean, Phil and Bubba and GPP, but I probably won't have a lot in this range. I'll probably have two of the guys over ten, um, and then drop down into the sevens. So. That would be it for me. What about you, Pat? Yeah, you know, again, we're just going to have a, a love fest tonight because I'm totally with you. And, and because of the strategy that I'm going to go with, I'm not going to have too many guys in here. But 
if you are looking at this range, I do like Mickelson this week. Uh, he was second here in 2012. Obviously a great putter, checks the box on par five, birdie or better percentage. Um, you know, it's a good price for him at 8,800. I think it's probably a little bit lower because of how he played last week. So I think, you know, I, I could see him being a pretty good play and probably a little bit lower owned if you're, if you're kind of a recent form guy, which, um, I didn't really mention this, but I do think, um, you know, despite what I'm saying about Mick being a, a to me, a pretty good pick this week, I think as you get sort of, down the line with these as these tournaments, you know the the FedEx tournaments. They're they're losing guys. You know, go from 100 last week to 70 this week, or 69 or whatever. To let even less, you know, you really got to start. I think weighing recent form uh, more so than ever as as we kind of dwindle down here. But um, but I do like Mick. Also Ryan Moore at 8700. I think he could be a, a pretty good play this week. He, he was 10th here in 2012. His recent form has obviously been pretty good. Puts the ball great. Um, so I think uh, those are sort of my top two two plays right in this range. What, what about you, Bowden? I've got uh, I've got Brooks. I love Brooks this week. He's right on that 8,000 range. Um, I just he, he just he he, he picks my uh, my stats and. Uh, you know, he's right on that 30 mark, so he'll have that little bit of extra incentive to, uh, to get to a, to a championship. Um, you know, I, I just I just like him this week. I, I just think he's uh, he's been out of form, being injured, and uh, I, I think he makes a uh, makes a bit of a charge this week. And, uh, yeah, I, I like him, and uh, yeah. I like Ryan. You know, Brian, Brian's uh, probably been in, in the best form out of everyone consistently right now in the past month, and, you know, I tend to agree that form right now is, you know, with guys playing week in, week out, they're, they're starting to get out of their comfort zone with, and only they might have a, you know, two weeks off and two weeks on. And, you know, now they're starting to get to the to the third week, which is starting to get uncommon for, for a lot of these big guys. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Brooks and Ryan Moore fan. Isn't that right? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you, actually, on Brooks as well. I didn't mention him, but but David can attest. I did text him earlier today, and I said, I'm, I'm really liking some Brooks at, at 8,000. Um, I don't know where his yep. ownership's going to be. His ownership's kind of kind of makes me wonder because he's, you know, he hasn't been great the last few weeks. So you would think that maybe his ownership would be a little bit lower as far as GPPs are concerned. But the fact that he's priced at that eight thousand mark makes me worry a little bit. So I don't know, David, what you think there, but but that's kind of I do like Kepka this week. I'm I'm with you there about it. Yeah, I mean. um he did. He did burn some people last week. I mean, he finished fifty seventh at the at the Deutsche Bank, seventieth um, the week before. So, I mean, I kind of think it might be even even with the eight thousand dollar price tag, you know, two poor showings in a row. It, it might be a good, you know, a, a lower owned Brooks than we're used to seeing. So, um, I, I mean, he's got the upside to just run away with this thing, and we know the guy scores. So even if he finishes top. In top 15, he scores a ton, which is what you need in this format. So, um, I mean, if he was, if you knew you could get him at below 15%, would you take him in a GPP? I think I would. So, I got, yeah, uh, I, I, I got him here on the on the projection at a smidge under 10%. Oh, yeah. So that, that's a no brainer. Listen, listen to you. Yeah. Listen to you about it. What are you doing right now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, let's get into the sevens 
then you got a big group here in the sevens from uh from, from our buddy Billy Horschel all the way to uh to Luke Donald. So in the sevens I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing a good number of guys here in the sevens. Uh there's really there's really four that will be staple guys for me. Um the three of them are right there with each other. Starting at seventy six hundred, Tony Finau, um gain strokes off the tee and approaching the green last week. He checks the box in driving distance. Obviously, he scores like a full seventy six hundred. I love see now. You know, also needing to you know needing to make up some ground to play next week uh, or actually two weeks from now at the Tour Championship. And then right below him, uh, Kokrak, who uh, great great call last week. Uh, we kind of had a feeling about Kokrak. He was way way lower priced last week. Also gained strokes off the tee and approaching the green at the Deutsche Bank. Um, checking the box in distance and approach. Uh, also needs to make up some points to get into the tour championship. And then right below him, Johnny Vegas, who was my like go-to ride or die play of the week last week. And I uh, did, did okay for me. I mean, he was, you know, I think he probably exceeded his value a little bit. I think he was around 7,400 last week and he's 7,500 this week. Uh, but Johnny V checking the box and distance drafting, scoring and scrambling actually. So those three guys right there, I don't mind like, loading up on on those guys i guess the lower owned of the three is probably going to be vegas just for popularity sake i think Finau is pretty popular co-crack in great form right now last two events um i think finishing eighth and seventh so uh probably vegas would be the lower owned of the three and then the last guy that i'm really liking in the sevens is at 7100 pat i'm sure you can tell me who it is at 7100 right are you paying attention oh man well hang on that's no, you're gonna have to go. Yeah, I just, I just it's, it's, it's one of my favorites. I'm with him like every week. He uh, he's in good form. Check box and hair in English. No, uh, yes, yes, yes. Hair <laughs> English is 6700. <laughs> uh, but a Georgia boy, a Georgia boy nonetheless. So yeah, Hudson Swafford. Um, check the box and distance approach and drafting scoring 7100. I will take it. So for me, it is uh, sevens are Finau, Kokrak, Vegas, Swap. Let you pass. Well, as I said, I, I, there, I could probably run through almost every name in here. I, I love this range. Um, Please it, don't. It, I'm not going to do that. So I promise. But you know, every I will say this. Just kind of looking through here, Siwoo Kim is sort of sneaking up again under the under the radar. No, but I don't think anybody's really going to look at him again this week. But Seventy six hundred is probably a good price for him, so I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't sleep on him this week. You know, I really like Daniel Berger this week at seventy eight hundred. I think he has a sneaky shot of making the Ryder Cup, and so you know, again, he checks the box on drive, driving distance, par five birdie or better percentage. Um, you know, he's made nineteen of twenty three cuts this year. Um, he's been up and down, as we know. I mean, he was seventieth at the Barclays and, and 41st at the, at the Douche Bank Championship. Um, but before that, fifth at the Travelers, you know, obviously won back at the FedEx St. Jude. So he's just sort of one of those streaky players. And um, I think for a GPP, um, will probably be a little bit lower owned than he should. So I, I do like Daniel Berger at 7,800. Also a guy that I don't think I mentioned on the podcast last week, but I did play him in several lineups. And I think he's been on, in pretty good form is Kevin Chappell. It's seventy seven hundred. Yeah. Um, checks the box on on um, on driving distance, par five birdie or better. So I think I think he is a 
you know, could be a really good play this week. And, and I did put him in some lineups, but unfortunately I had him paired with some, some guys that missed the cut. But I do like him at 7,700. And I'll, I'll throw out one more that I think could be kind of a sneaky play this week, even though he's coming off of a, off of a bad week last week is Justin Thomas. Um, you know, right mm-hmm. here at the bottom here at 7,300. I do like him this week. Uh, him and his mustache, him and him and Ricky Fowler, they're, they're, they're rocking some stashes. So, uh, he's another guy that I would not sleep on. Uh, I think I, I like, I want to own him this week just coming off, I don't know, a bad week. He was 10th though at the Barclays. Um, you know, third back of the Travelers. Again, one of those kind of streaky type players. So I do like Justin Thomas. Um, I could mention several others, but, but I'm going to, I'm going to shoot it over to you, Baldo. Who, who do you like in the 7,000 range? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm in a in agreement here. Probably probably uh, Gokrak and Swafford. Um, just just the pure fact of, of length. Um, um, you know, Jason's been in good form. Um, I would probably. I, I think it's a Charles week. I think I think Charles comes comes flying in from nowhere this week. Um, he's my duck for the whole week. I just I just think it sets up good for him. He's got pretty good. He likes a golf course. I think he finished thirteenth or something here last time. Um, yeah, I just his, his stats stack pretty well here. Um, I just think it's a Charles week. He hits it so high. Um, you know, he's, it just all depends on his putting. You know, I don't think short game is going to be that big of a deal this week, just because it's going to be so wet and it you know it takes away a bit of the imagination around the green. Um, so I, I'm not sure that's going to take into account um, as much around the greens. Um, but yeah, my you know, Charles, I, I love Charles in that in that range. He's going to be really low owned, I think, and. Uh, yeah, that, that's my that's that'd be me this week if I was doing it. So, so I, I like that Charles pick, Schwartzel. Yeah, yeah okay. I okay. like that pick. I was I was uh, I had him written down, but I didn't want to. You know, David kind of scared me out of. Quit, quit sucking up about it. You didn't have him written down. Do you want? I'll screenshot it and send you a picture of it. You want? To. <laughs> um. Yeah, he did check the box in approach and drafting scoring. He also, you know, was 70th last week, which is a great play for the GPP. Probably taking people off. So, uh, and he needs to make a point to play at uh, at East Lake too. So I don't, I don't mind the Schwartzel pick whatsoever. I think anyone in the field could be a GPP play this week, but I think Schwartzel's not a bad play. Um, checks the stat boxes and burned some folks last week. He's obviously a high high class player. Um, all right, let's get into the sixes. This is the last range. This is our this is the bargain bin. We got nobody in the five, so we're gonna go from uh, from Billy Hurley, who had a good week last week, all the way to uh, to John Curran. So a couple of guys here for me. Um, I'm liking Duffner and Palmer down there at 69 and 68. Uh, Duffner checking the. I was a little surprised to see Duffner checking the driving distance box at least over the last 12 weeks or so um so uh, you know i guess he's getting it out there long enough i've never really looked at duffner as a long hitter you might want to uh, you might want to you might want to add in your apex thoughts this week i know you're big on your apex thoughts i do like some apex <laughs> well then, well, then that, would mean, that would mean i would not be on duffner right because isn't he kind of more of a low ball guy yeah huh yeah correct yeah um you know, you know, you know, Pat likes to make fun of me for the Apex type thing, but I've literally used it, I think, twice in probably a year and a half. And and, and the, the the first time I ever used it was when we were practicing the freaking podcast. 
We weren't even publishing the podcast. Believe it or not, we actually practiced this before we published it for months. So that was the first time I used it, and no one heard it. And then I've used it one other time since then. And Pat has used it one time as well. Right, Pat? I was, like, joking on the, the role reversal podcast. Ever. No, it was a week before you did it. Anyway, Duffner, I, I'm, I'm still going to stick with Duffner. I don't care. And then uh, Ryan Palmer, I like Palmer. Driving text box, driving distance, uh, in good form, 6,800. I don't mind him. And then another, you know, GPP play for sure. Aaron Badley, I, I, I love some Badley. I, you know, he, he needs to make up some points. He's not had a good, like, did not have a good week uh, last week. Checks the box and drafting scoring. You know, I know he can hit it far enough. Um, so I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking Badley too in the sixes. It, it, that's probably as low as I'm going to go. Actually, normally I'm, I'm digging down, you know, bottom of the barrel. But I think that's, I think with my with my strategy, I think that'll be as low as I go. So pretty, pretty short sweet for me. That's it, boys. Well, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm with you again on Duff and Palmer. Uh, so I'm not going to really talk about them anymore because I, I think he hit hit the nail on the head with both of those guys. I do like Charles Howell this week at 6,900. Um, you know, coming off of an injury, but he's he's been playing, you know, pretty well. So I think um, you know, he checks the box obviously on on driving distance. Um, his recent form has been pretty good, par five, uh, birdie or better. So I do, I do like some Charles Howell this week. Um, another guy that I'm going to throw out uh, that I hate playing and I never play him, but I feel like I just kind of have a good feeling about him this week. I think he could have a good week. Is David Hearn? Oh. Sixty-seven hundred. Yep, yep. For me, second David Hearn. Proximity. Um, he was he was eighth last week. Um, almost had four rounds under seventy last week. He had a seventy on, uh, I guess, in his fourth round. But I, I think I don't know. He could sneak up and, and surprise some folks. Um, so he he's another one I'll throw out there. And that's that's pretty much it in, in that range. Um, what about you, Valdo? Any anybody stick out to you? Yeah, no one really sticks to the any anyone that really. Um... I think he just is going to come to his own and starting to play. Well, I just know it's based on a coach that's starting to play good. And, and, uh, is Chris Kirk. I think Chris Kirk is going to, uh, I think it's, I think it's his week. He's got pretty good course history. Um, I think he, he hasn't played, um, up to the Chris Kirk, uh, that we all know and love. And I yeah. think this, it's, uh, it's his week. I think, uh, I think that's a, that's a great price. Um, probably going to be well, pretty high there, but um, I don't know. I just, uh, I, and, and he, he hits it. He's, he's a guy who hits it. He goes around hitting it, you know, 75, 80%. And, you know, he's got another 20 in the tank and, and uh, he, he, he doesn't use it much, but he's, but he's got it in there. So, uh, you know, I, I know he's finally found a driver that he likes with PXG. And, and uh, so we'll see. That'd be, uh, that'd be my sort of range down there that I, that I like. I like Turkey. Yeah. Well, and he was 33rd last week, and then, you know, in 2012, like you said, um, did course history, he was 12th. So, I think, um, I don't know, that, that could definitely be a good kind of sneaky play down there. Yeah, Pat loves Chris Kurt. Loves Chris Kurt. Hey, I'm um, all in on, on, on almost all Bulldogs, you know that. So, yeah. I got that win what, last week. Good, good win for the dogs, you know? Yeah, hey, what'd you start, think about that, about it? Start, did you watch that? Yeah, yeah. You got some connections there, don't you? What's that? Georgia Bulldog games. 
Carolina yeah. game. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my, my missus went there, so, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a, a different household there for a, for a couple of hours. I didn't watch much of it. <laughs> so, so, pretty, pretty, pretty dangerous, dangerous combination when your missus is pregnant and she's going off to Carolina, so you just sort of uh, step outside. Does does she uh, get? Yeah. I mean, does she get kind of crazy with the? Uh, does Amanda nah, get kind of crazy with the with the football? Nah, not. Really. She's more basketball. She loves basketball. So, uh, well, yeah. If you went to North uh, Carolina, they that's are about all you got, really. Yeah. Um, but no, that's uh, about all I got. It wasn't uh, wasn't much happening. Looking forward to the the pro start, the, the real football. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. We can't wait to get in it. Um, you know, Pat Pat had his, his slumber party draft a couple weeks ago, and then of course he missed mine. He was too hungover from the slumber party draft to come to mine. So um, that's that. So yeah, yeah, we're we're excited about it. So hey, Valo, thanks for being on the show, man. This is this is good stuff. Appreciate the uh, the time as always. And uh, once again, congrats on on the baby girl. Well, what, you know, do you have a name yet? Are you allowed to? Are you going to say a name or no? Are you holding that out? Nah, uh, we're not sure yet. Uh, I sure yeah, kicking it around. But I got to say it in my Australian accent. Well, she she rattles them off, and then I got to repeat them in my Australian accent. And see what I'm getting knocked down. <laughs> but uh, that's right. That's that's a good move. That's wisdom right there. That's wisdom. Um, that's great, man. Well, we 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 appreciate the time, and uh, as always, thanks for uh, you know thanks thanks for the insight and being a being a fan of the Tour Junkies podcast. And uh, Pat, you know, do you got uh, you got anything else you need to add, or how how, how you feeling? You good? You need to cover anything for you? No, I'm good. I think it was a good show. Valdo, appreciate you coming on. Um, always good to talk to you, and uh, we look forward to to maybe doing this again. Uh, we'll, we'll see how yeah. the picks go, but but uh, great great insight. So we appreciate <laughs> it. No problem. So, so Pat basically just said, if your pick sucks, we're probably not we're probably not going to have you on again. But no, I would just I would disagree. With You're that. I, I don't feel that way. I don't feel that I, way. You said my, uh, my, uh, my one and done last week really awful. So uh, yeah, that come off. No, oh. pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, what happened to him, by the way, on on Saturday? Good lord! I don't know. No idea. We um. Yeah. I had a. By the way, we had a. Hey, shout out to the listener that we had on the voicemail that I got a kick out of uh, that that. Could not remember Billy Horschel's name or pronounce it, but he did remember and pronounce correctly Siwoo Kim's name. I thought it was funny. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know how, um, how you would how you would get those. Um, hey, we do have a show coming up next week. So even though there's not a tournament next week, we've got a good show coming for you. Uh, stay tuned for some details on what's happening there. But we'll have a strategy show coming up for you next week, and then. Uh, we'll, we'll do a preview of the tour championship and then some more strategy shows coming before we kind of, you know, get into the fall swing and, uh, and those events. So stay tuned for that as well. So once again, thanks for downloading the tour junkies podcast brought to you by Roto grinders. Check it out. Rotogrinders.com premium membership. Uh, this is the last week probably that Pat and I will be doing the expert consensus rankings for PGA DFS, at least the last week for a little while. I can't imagine us doing it next week, but maybe, um, so it's good stuff. Thanks again to Stephen Bodich for being on the show. Give him a follow on Twitter. That's worth the price of admission. Like, if you don't have a Twitter account, set one up just to follow Bodich on Twitter. It's, it's great stuff. Uh, so, as always, appreciate the download. See ya.
Thank you. What will you discover in Asheville, North Carolina? Your inner explorer as you hike mountain trails. Your creative streak as you stroll the River Arts District. In Asheville, the answers can surprise you. Don't miss Summer of Glass, now through September, featuring Chihuly at Biltmore and a community-wide celebration of glass with local exhibitions and tours. Visit exploreashville.com to plan your stay. Asheville, discovery inside and out. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today